the 13 nights of Halloween, night one. We're kicking this off with Ringu, or The Ring, or Ring. It's known by three different titles, but here we go. you want to introduce yourself uh yeah so first off i just want to thank you guys for having me and uh since this is the first episode of the halloween special i I feel very important so i appreciate it um yeah so my name is chris patillo um i joined kind of the instagram horror movie horror book community last september and uh, ever since i've had a lot of fun Uh, my instagram tag is at black.christmas um so c-h-r-i-s-m-a-s and uh, yeah, I just pretty much the bulk of what I post is uh, just movie reviews and a bunch of fun horror stuff. Um, I did d- release my debut independent novel on Kindle uh, last September. It's The Haunt of Dom Tall. Um, it's essentially, I like to describe it as kind of like a rated R Scooby-Doo episode. Um, it's pretty quick, fast paced, um, lots of 80s slasher inspiration with it. Um, but yeah, all of that is linked on my Instagram. So it's at black.christmas. And uh, yeah, once again, just thank you guys for having me. Yeah, glad to have you. Great uh, Instagram tag. I love that movie. <laughs> I yeah, think I watched. <laughs> I think I watched it four times just before Christmas last year between Halloween and Christmas. It's the perfect in between movie. Yeah, the nineteen seventy four one, the original. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't even make it through the newest remake. <laughs> well, yeah, the twenty. I think it's like twenty eighteen or maybe even later than that. That one's terrible. I actually enjoyed the uh, the middle one though. The, mid 2000s i think yeah it was it was all right i remember going back i think last year i tried to watch all three of them i ended up watching the uh, original one multiple times but yeah fantastic film all right so let's dive into the ring all right and we are talking about the original 1998 japanese release today so i'll go ahead and break this story down when her niece is found dead along with three friends after viewing a supposedly cursed videotape, reporter Riko sets out to investigate along with her ex-husband Ryuji. Riko finds the tape, watches it, and promptly receives a phone call informing her that she'll die in a week. Determined to get to the bottom of the curse, Riko and Ryuji discover the video's origins and attempt to solve a mystery that surrounds it. So... Bryce, you want to kick us off with your score? I'll go in the middle, and then Chris will wrap us up with his thoughts. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. So I went ahead, starting out with the story, giving it a four out of five. So full context, I actually watched the American version. I think it was like last year for the first time. Um, So I came into this movie having seen the American version first, and it was I was really curious to see um, how much it copied from this movie specifically if i'm not mistaken it feels like a lot of remakes er, from the earlier 2000s were just really copy and paste of the original um where unlike now a lot of the remakes we get are kind of reimaginings or as they call them now requels so i i gave the story a four out of five i was still pretty entertained even though the story is basically a copy and paste um <clears throat> from this one to the american one but it still hits really well. Um, I really enjoy the thriller aspects of the movie. I know this movie is considered a horror movie, but I get a lot more um, thriller detective vibes from this movie watching it. And I think it's really entertaining. It keeps you engaged uh, through most of the movie. The characters themselves are likable and pretty interesting, and you're rooting for for them the entire time. Um, the actual unfolding of the mystery itself. Um, I've, it, it's, it gives you these little trinkets throughout the movie. That's enough to keep you wanting to continue until you get to the end to see how it all ends. And I find the ending, um, the ending is interesting. I don't hate it. Um, I don't know if I'm in love with it, but it's like, it's different enough for most movies. Um, most horror movies that I appreciate it and how it kind of changes it up a little bit, even though this movie is like super old compared to most modern horror movies. But yeah, overall, I really, I really dig the story still, um, even having seen the American version just like last year. So uh, I don't have many complaints about it. I'd say the story at times can get a little dry, 
um so you're kind of left sitting around waiting for for stuff to pick up again but other than that it's a pretty great story so four out of five yeah i think um when you mentioned the remakes i tend to think of the grudge remake yeah which i think <clears throat> was right. was remade by the same director as the original japanese version i, I think you're right yeah <laughs> yeah and it was just missing something and so i've actually never seen the american version of the ring this is my first time watching the ring and I knew gotcha. the story though. So for me, I gave the story I gave the story a 5 because this story I remember when it came out, I was I was 8 when this version came out. I think I was 14 when the American one came out. No, 12. Can't do math. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I was 12 when this came out and I remember it being a big deal like the story was very original just this idea of a cursed videotape we've always had kind of cursed object films or stories like the monkey's paw there's always this kind of cursed object thing but the idea of a film that you watch and that was kind of new and revolutionary i do agree with you on the thriller aspect i would definitely call this more of a paranormal thriller right than mm-hmm. a horror movie <clears throat> and it works as far as paranormal totally. thr- thrillers go. This is probably one of my favorites that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So I will not be making comparisons to the American movie. I know <laughs> I think I'm the only one who hasn't seen it. Chris, I know you mentioned you had watched the American one. Yeah. So uh, the American ring actually it's it's like one of my first like horror memories. Cause when I was a younger, like a kid and it was really frightening, but I rewatched it uh, for this and uh, I don't want to bleed too much into your time, but it, it is. No, I you're good. Price. I think it's on it you is. now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yep. I'll kind of <laughs> into it. So I gave the story a five out of five as well. And before I give all these scores, when I was doing them, just a little like preface, I'm really bad about, especially horror movies, like good ones. I always, I, I always say like, it's one of my favorites ever. I'll say that about like a hundred horror movies. <laughs> um, so I'm pretty liberal with <laughs> ratings of good movies, so it was kind of hard for me to dissociate from this. But um, yeah, I gave it a five out of five, and I agree with all the points you guys said. I mean, it's definitely one of the notes that I wrote down was it's a really well paced mystery thriller, um, like a paranormal mystery thriller. And um, I don't have a whole lot to add with the story and plot. I mean, I think I'm not super big into. I've only seen a few of the bigger animes and stuff, but I know just Japanese storytelling is so good and it's hard for me mm. without being like an expert <clears throat> like well-versed in a lot of japanese narrative stuff to pinpoint why but um, i just feel it with this this uh, 1998 ring and um yeah and i put well paced i think it is pretty paced or i think it's perfectly paced almost i mean mm. it's I think yeah. just about 90 minutes and there are a couple i guess slower sequences but for the most part it, it just carries you along and um, I don't want to get into the other categories because I think they all, like this whole movie works really well together. So it's kind of hard to talk about the story without the characters and without right yeah. some of the cinematography and music. But yeah, I give yes. it a five, and I think it's um, I think it's super original, really entertaining, and uh, has a lot of like to me at least rewatchability. Like mm-hmm. um, one of your questions was like, could you watch it again? And I was sitting there right after finishing the movie, and I said I could probably put it on again and just. <laughs> start it over if i wanted to so yeah yeah that's yep so why don't we go ahead and we'll jump into the character that's our next one there so bryce kick off your character i'd love to thanks for asking tim uh ask uh so i did a uh, three out of five for the character um and it's a strong three out of five it's not it's it's not not in the middle or like a weak one it's a pretty strong three out of five um i think it comes down to just memorability of the characters um i liked all the characters for the most part i didn't really find trying to think i didn't really find any issues with any of the characters um and how they were written all most of them filled the roles really nicely um and added a lot to the story they had the depth when it was necessary uh but i think it just kind of came down to when it comes to the horror genre thriller genre whatever we're going to place it in um how memorable are these characters i mean like you were saying tim like what is the what what is the character arc that's kind of going on here? And I don't really know if there's truly a full-fledged character arc of this movie, whereas it just kind of feels like these characters going on this journey um, in this story 
uncovering a mystery of you know someone else's story so I, it's hard for me to say like there's a character arc per se um but i i think the characters all serve their purpose well let me let me go down let's see um rico i thought was a really likable character you're rooting for her the entire time uh what was the husband's name was it uh ryuji ryuji Ryuji, yeah something like that yeah Yeah. um really i really dug him um i really dug him as the husband i i thought he brought a brought a very really nice presence um to balance out uh rico and they played off each other really well as characters um and those are really the main two characters for the entire movie you need to worry about um but yeah i thought they were really strong characters uh but just not in the grand scheme of the genre super memorable characters you're probably not going to remember their names um when you're thinking about this movie you're going to think about much of the other aspects that i'm sure we'll get into uh moving forward along with the story which we just talked about yeah so the score for character was a tricky one for me um like you said i do kind of go on the arc not on how intriguing a certain character is and i felt like reiku right i'm gonna mess up her name i don't know how to say it right um didn't have much of an arc in hindsight i started to wonder if there was a little bit of growth towards her son that mm. i would want to go back and watch again because i i can't quite remember but i know by the end she was willing to do anything to protect her son and i don't remember how their relationship was at the beginning of the film but other than that i don't quite remember much of a character arc it was just mm-hmm. a brief week period in these people's lives but what i did appreciate and why i gave it a three is that while it doesn't seem like much of an arc, we as an audience slowly learned about the characters as the movie went on. So initially it's just an investigative reporter, and then we find out more and more about their lives as the story progresses, much the way we find out about... We don't have to worry about spoilers here. The movie's been out for many years. Um, Much the way we find out about the girl in the well. Mm-hmm. And I realized that this movie is about her story. And in hindsight, I probably would have given it a higher score, probably would have bumped that up to a four for her story alone, because that character I felt like was the most compelling character in the film is the story of the murdered or missing girl. Mm-hmm. So I that character was what stood out to me. Chris. Yeah, no, I think you just you both raised some really good points that have made me kind of think about my answer. Um, I did give it a five, <laughs> so like I said, I'm pretty liberal with a lot of things. But um, takes creative, right. creative right. control there. Yeah, no, I, but I do have some. I, I do. I have some reasoning behind it. Um, I do. <clears throat> I didn't really think about it as much from an arc perspective. Um, one of the things I like about specifically, and I don't. I'm not going to pronounce the names right either. But Riku and Ryuji, the the wife, well, the main woman and the main man, the, right. Their, exes um i like how it's there's a lot of show not tell with them Mm. i think tim said it i mean we don't know that they're we kind of know that they were ex-partners but we don't know that i mean it's not confirmed until probably the beginning of the third act Um, yeah i think ryuji says something about it being their son or something and yeah the first you hear he's the father and then there's that really cool scene right at the beginning where the son, Yoichi, looks up at the dad when they have their umbrellas and they're passing each other, but they don't say anything to each other. Mm. Um, but So there's a lot of show-not-tell with those two characters. And, uh, yeah, you just learn so much without any of it being spoken. And I think that's really cool. And another thing, and I'm glad you brought this up, Tim, is Sadaku, the girl. Yeah, that's her this, name. <laughs> yeah, this movie really is, I mean... <laughs> It's about her, and she has a pretty interesting arc. I mean, the whole idea of Sadaku's rage and the whole idea that this video exists because she was kind of like, <clears> born, uh, you know, with these powers that her mother kind of gifted to her, but she didn't necessarily want. And she was, it's kind of like a, I don't know, like some story of neglect, like a Frankenstein story where the community or her father in this case, you know, dumped her into a well and because, yeah. because she wasn't properly treated or, you know, she was mistreated and, you know, never really given her burial, her rage carried on and the resolution of that. I mean, it's a little complicated, but I, I do think Sadako <laughs> had a pretty cool um, uh, implied, you know, kind of character arc. So nothing was really explicitly told to us. There's a lot to interpretation. And um, I, I liked that. 
Yeah, I think it was actually as you're talking about it, I'm sitting there thinking about I wonder if there are any uh, it makes me want to rewatch because I'm wondering if there are any parallels between uh, Sadaku's story and the son in the movie about how she was kind of neglected and cast aside by the father. And here we have another father that is trying to save the son. So I'm, I'm wondering if there's more depth to that, that I missed the first watch and it, it deserves a second watch for sure. Uh, let's jump in the yeah, music and yeah, go ahead, Chris. Sorry. No, yeah. I don't want to, I mean, I think that's a fantastic point. I never thought about it, but I mean, it's really, there's six characters, essentially. It's the three, it's Ryuji, or Ryuji, Riku, and the Yoichi, so the mom, the dad, the son, and then Sadaku, and then the professor, who's the father, we find out, and then her mother. So um, that would be really interesting to kind of go back through that lens and see if there are any interesting parallels. Yeah. All right. Why don't we jump into <clears throat> the music and sound? This is going to be an interesting one. Says you. But you're right, it will be, because I gave it a 3 out of 5, and again, this is, I would say, a strong 3 out of 5. I was, I will say, I was on the cusp of giving this a 4, because there are some, there's some music in this movie that just hits really well, um, and really elevates the scene. I think the final sequence specifically, that, that uh, score was really good, and I really dug that, um, I really like the, I don't know if it was strings they were using specifically for the horror sequences, but I thought that that score was also hitting. I know it was kind of just a sound, but I thought that was really well done too. Um, but I think there was also just a good balance of one of music that I didn't care for. Uh, the more somber moments, uh, light moments in the movie, the songs that filled those scenes kind of just felt a little too cheesy. And I get it, it's a product of the 90s, so... Um, you know, say what you will about it, but those ones kind of threw me out a little bit and it kind of took me out of the moment. And, you know, I know it's supposed to be a more of a heartfelt moment specifically between um, the wife and husband, but it just didn't really hit for me personally. But outside of those moments, I still think there was a couple scores of this movie that were really well done and honestly a little progressive. Maybe I'm, I mean, this movie came out when I was born, so I have nothing to go off of beforehand or during that time, really. Uh, but the music almost felt a little progressive, like it was a little bit, maybe a little bit ahead of its time, maybe. And it definitely paved the way for some horror genres, uh, scores moving forward. And uh, the sound design in itself was also really well done. Um, yeah, just some really good moments. Uh, so, I, I mean, it's a really strong three out of five. Definitely could be a four and I wouldn't argue that strongly so yeah yeah i gave it a four um mainly i gave it a four for the sound design more than the music itself that's fair uh the sound design of the videotape mm, itself yeah. is just unsettling and i felt like that was the entire sound design behind <clears throat> the movie um it's less music and more noise mm. and uh, I appreciated that on when it's happening, it's noise meant to unsettle you. But I also really appreciated just the amount of silence in this movie. And that is what gave it a, a four for me was that I felt like that was intentional, that it wasn't, we're not going to try to fill these spaces with music or anything like that. It's going to be mostly silent and I think that almost went back to what Chris said about the show, not tell type of storytelling mm, Yeah, was that this movie, even when it came to the music, like it punctuated the scary quote unquote scenes with music, but the rest of it was just really quiet. And it wanted you to pay attention to what's happening, whether it is, uh, body movement, facial expressions, whatever. It's asking you to be involved in the scene by taking away music. I was struck by um, one of the scenes in the apartment where it is pouring down rain outside. Mm, yeah. But again, it's dead silent inside the apartment. And I just thought that was an interesting choice to choose the silence as much as this movie does. So that was why I gave it a four. Yeah, and I think that's, I mean, I think that goes, that's kind of an atmospheric thing. I, th I think the silence 
which is 100% necessary. And I just watched The American Ring uh, like three nights ago. I don't really remember, but I think it was louder. <laughs> I think there was a lot. I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of it based on my rewatch. But anyways, <laughs> I think it was louder. <laughs> and um, yeah, the silence here is really appreciated. It adds to this atmosphere. It just It kind of brings the viewer into the movie. I mean, sometimes when there's too much music, you realize that you're watching a movie. But sometimes, I mean the silence can yeah like lure you in to an extent. So I gave the music a 3 as well. Um and yeah, I mean I think there are some great moments. And so when I gave it a 3, I, my initial thought was I wish there was more of the beautiful moments, but based mm-hmm. on our conversation here, I really value the silence now. Um but the sound design is amazing. I specifically wrote this and I, I remember when uh, the professor whacks it's like Sadako in the back of the head and she falls in the well. It's like a really like punctual, disgusting sound. Yeah, um, I remember that too. <laughs> yeah, and so I don't know. It was just something weird that I wrote down, but it was, it was, I don't know, it was good enough and gross enough to make me yeah. remember. I seem it. to remember wincing at it, actually. I, it definitely stands out in the grand scheme of the movie. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that that one sound can, you know, we can all remember it, talking about it, you know, a day or two after, I think, says yeah. something for it at mm-hmm. least. So yeah, yep. I gave it a three. Very cool, very cool. All right, next up, we got editing and effects. Um, yeah, I gave this a three out of five. I kind of it kind of reflects uh, the same reasons from my music score, so I, I I won't be the dead horse here. But yeah, I think that for the most part, it's a really well like shot movie. There's a lot of really um, really good like cam- uh, pans and camera movements that really um, bring the horror aspect out of this movie, to which I would consider more of a thriller. And I think that's where a lot of the horror, along with what you were saying, Tim, with the sound, I think that's where more of the horror lies in the way they shoot the scenes and the way they use the sounds in the movie. I think that's where more of the horror aspect comes from. Uh, I mean, easily the biggest one is the movie tape in itself. And I would throw that into this category easily. Uh, Like that tape alone is easily the scariest thing probably in the entire movie outside of maybe the... um, part of the ending with the husband uh, when she walks out of the TV. But I mean, for the most part, I thought it it looks really good. There's a lot of really good shots, but it was again, balanced out with some interesting uh, choices. They decided to do with effects um, and editing style that I'm just, I wasn't a personal fan of. Um, It felt a little choppy and a little um, extravagant, if you will. Um, I like you were saying, Chris, from my from my little experience with anime and foreign film, especially the Japanese, um, I've had this issue with a lot of the creative choices with their works. And so sometimes it just doesn't hit for me. Um, But I don't it doesn't take away from the good stuff that I did see and that did elevate the movie in itself. So some really good camera shots and pans that I really liked. Editing was a little choppy. The special effects. we're hit and miss here and here and there, but I still contend that it's a strong three and it's still more often than not makes the movie better than worse in most ways. All right. I actually gave the editing a four. Um, I think, and it goes hand in hand with the direction a lot for me on this one. So I'm just talk about it now. Uh, <laughs> The opening scene really stood out to me Mm, in that we start with these two girls just having a conversation. And at the beginning, the camera is pulled back. They're wider shots. And as the story progresses and as we're getting to that, like, scary punchline, for lack of better phrase, um, (laughs) the camera gets tighter it zooms in on their faces there. Each shot gets a little bit closer and a little bit closer as the story progresses. And I really just appreciated that like sense of claustrophobia during the story. And it's just, it's subtle and it's absolutely obviously intentional, but I went back and I actually rewatched that opening scene because I wanted to see like, does the camera pull back again? Do we, get that and no it really keeps tightening the zoom every cut and i really just like that stood out on the editing and the direction side for me and then like you said the videotape itself is effectively creepy 
Mm-hmm. It yep. is effectively well edited and put together. And then I also, <clears throat> I actually think the special effects of the final scene, which they're really solid, honestly. Yes. Her crawling out of the TV, it gave me chills still. Like I knew it was coming. This movie has been around forever. I knew it was coming. And it still was like, oh, that got under my skin and that looked good. Even the practical effects of the missing fingernails on her fingers. Yeah, those, that was ugh, gross. That, I did fingernail <laughs> stuff grosses me out. I can't Disgusting. <laughs> that one was rough. And then the actually in the well scene when she finds the body. That also effectively grossed me out. Like that was some pretty good. The wet hair sliding Mm. off the skull. That was some nice effect work there. So I gave it a four. So I liked some of the editing choices. Yeah, no, it's funny. The well, uh, one of my, I mean, in my opinion, one of the best shots in the film is when her head's first like coming out of the well water and it kind of looks like dark and black and red like the water does. Um, but her hair just pops out slowly. Um, yeah, Ooh. yeah, it's 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 amazing. And I I gave the <laughs> editing and effects a four. Um, for me, I didn't think as much in terms of some of the film work and stuff. I guess I'm just not as in tuned with like looking into that. And so I had like cinematography under direction. So I think editing and effects and direction to me kind of commingle. But um, when I was thinking of effects and thinking of this rating, um there was those mediocre moments uh, where the people like get got by, you know, Sadaku that like the screens uh, flashes white or whatever. Oh uh, yes. Yes. Cheesy, yeah. But for me, I had to like sit there and say, okay, this is a nineties movie. So right. Yeah. For it being nineties. So it was kind of hard. Um, but I think um, the well scene has fantastic effects. Um, specifically, like you said, Tim with the skull and the hair kind of just like melting off of the skull. Um, it's still grossing I, me out. Yeah, that's terrible. We'll stop talking about it. Um, but uh, and then that final scene, I mean, that final scene is phenomenal. And it's like the punch that the movie needed. Like it was already great. Um, but yeah, that final scene, she comes out of the TV and it's, I mean, it, it looks really good. Um, and she looks great. And uh, I honestly think that final scene looks better in this 98 version than the 2002 American Ring. Mm. So, yeah. I don't know. I just didn't like some of the creative choices they did with that scene. But anyways, um, yeah, I gave it a four. So I, I enjoy it. And Chris coming out here with the hot takes. Okay. Okay. And I had, <laughs> I had a thought I was going to, while well, he was talking. Oh man. Every oh, time. Well, I was going to go back to Bryce said earlier, um, <laughs> you didn't exactly know how to feel about the ending. And then Chris oh. just Chris just said he felt like the ending was the punch that the story needed. Yeah, and totally. I do like. I remember looking at my wife and I go, "This movie wasn't creepy until the last five minutes, and then the last five minutes it really came in." And I like the almost Hitchcock ending of mm, like, okay. "Oh, yeah, you thought everything <clears throat> was okay. It's not." Yeah, you know what? Remind me in so direction like to go into that. I'll, I'll go into that in, direct, in okay. the direction section. Um, All right, well, then let's keep moving. Before we jump into the next category, I want to tell you a little bit about Zencaster. When I was preparing for our 13 Nights of Halloween series, I was really searching for a way to streamline the process. I wanted a professional-looking setup to invite our guests to. I wanted quality audio and video recording. And I wanted the easiest way to release the episodes to as broad of an audience as possible. This is how I landed on Zencaster. It is now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Just log in using your browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away. Record studio quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of Zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. And speaking of audio quality, have you ever worried what you sound like? Zencaster's post-production process makes you sound buttery smooth. It automatically removes those ums and ahs in your recording. It removes those awkward pauses in conversation too. Set the podcast loudness and levels while reducing background noise with the click of a button. 
So if you're thinking of starting your own podcast or just want to streamline what you are already doing, go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use my code average customer and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. That's average customer, one word. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all of my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. So let's dive in to the next category. Yeah. Let's jump into the script. Yeah, so we're so we got script here. Uh I gave this one a three out of five also. Um uh and it's a it's a solid three out of five. Um I'll keep I like sh- how you quantify your numbers with like no. well, you this know, is a solid some people I've never heard you say it's a soft three. Uh, this I'm gonna, is a week. I'm, I'm gonna have to go through those <laughs> and look at at our other reviews. I'm, I'm sure I've said soft three at one point, but uh, okay, okay. But but again, so it's a drive on the point because some people will look at a three or five and be like, oh, well, that seems really low. It's like, well, no. In the grand scheme of things, like all three is still, is still good. good. Like, yep. And I, so, good. like when I say it's a solid three, like uh, I'll keep this short. Like you go into this movie for the story. Um, and just the horror thriller elements. You don't really, like I said, with the characters, you don't really come here for the memorable characters. And I'm going to kind of copy and paste that onto the script. You're not coming into this movie for the script. The script serves its purpose. There's a couple cringy lines here or there, um, but nothing derails the script. Uh, it feels pretty fluid. It seems like this is what the characters would say in this moment based on their personalities, who they are. Um, it's pretty cut and dry. It's solid, and I have really no complaints about it. If I don't notice anything super weird outside of a couple like weird lines here or there, um, other than that, if I don't have anything bad to say or great to say, it's it's solid. Like you did your your job, and that's the best compliment I can probably give the script. All right, so I gave the script a four, and I actually. Again, it goes back to that show, not tell. I actually felt like they didn't waste a whole lot of the script. Like it's not filled to the brim with unnecessary information Mm. and tacked on stuff. Instead of taking the script and giving us the whole backstory and filling it with exposition, they intentionally left the script pretty stark and barren and giving us just what we needed at every step to follow this mystery and to follow the clues to the conclusion while showing us the extra stuff. So I actually appreciated that approach to the script. Um, And I've actually, I don't have much experience with Japanese storytelling, but I, other than Godzilla, I love the old Godzilla movies, (laughs) but that's like, I don't know if that's a Japanese stylistic choice or if it was just the way this was approached in that the story was going to be more of a visual story than anything else. I don't know, but I thought this group was effective. And so there that's my four. Yeah, and I gave it a four as well. I I wrote I scribbled some notes, so I can't really read what I wrote. Um I agree with, I mean, I, I won't add a whole lot. I agree with both of you. It, it's probably like a soft four. I give it. Um, <laughs> ah, it's starting to catch was, on. <laughs> I think it's great. I like it. Um, I, so when I think of script, I think a lot of the characters too, and it goes to the show, not tell. Um, and so, yeah, it, it really wasn't intrusive, um, which I think is a good thing for a movie like this. Mm, that wants yeah. us to be <clears throat> with the characters and really intimate with it. So um, I don't have a whole lot to add. I, I gave it a four though. I enjoyed it. Love that. Love okay. that. All right. Acting. Uh, yeah, I gave this a three out of five as well. Um, again, kind of pointing back to the last few um, and how I felt about it. I feel like everyone did a good job. Um, there's not really a standout performance um, unless you want to count the young lady who actually uh, played um, what's her face. Um the actual demon or whatever. Uh, <laughs> we actually never see her face. You never really uh, actually see her face. So you see her eyeball, but I mean, that's about as much as you get. Which I think is, I think that's so cool. In the American one, they show you her face. And I think that's oh, do Yeah, that's true. I totally forgot that. That's and So not to keep just shitting. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. It, I didn't, I didn't even think about that until you said it, but I, and that's actually, that's a win on the Japanese version, I will say. But yeah, outside of like her and her creepy little performance, 
uh, I think everyone did fine. Uh, they, I like kind of. Like, I like what Chris said. It wasn't. It wasn't intrusive. It didn't really derail anything. Um, they all served their roles well. They played the characters they were given, and they were. I mean, they're likable. You can root for them. Um, and even again, I'll point back to um, even the little girl. Like you're even kind of rooting for her as to a certain extent, just to you know. <laughs> Just like, okay, I, she seems like she was wrong. Let's see what happens here. I guess that's more of a story point, but I just want to point it out. Like, I was kind of even root, rooting for her. Like, eh, you know, I know how this ends, but I'm still going to root for you until I till everything comes uh, to fruition at the end. But yeah, good characters overall. Not much complaints. Uh, solid three out of five. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you point out uh, you almost started rooting for... Uh, Sudoku. <clears throat> that's that's a puzzle. Um, say Sudoku. Sudoku. What is Sudoku? Oh my gosh! I keep saying Sudoku, but it's S A D A K O. Sudoku, maybe. Sudoku. That's the funniest thing you've ever said on this podcast. So sorry. Um, Sadako, I think it's interesting that you pointed out you started to sympathize with Sadako because Mm -hmm. I agree. There was almost a point towards the end when I felt like this was like a dark X-Men story. Oh, going going into my superhero nerd stuff where (laughs) we're like, it's this gifted person with powers who is misunderstood and mistreated. And I was like, is she actually the hero of this story? Or, but then she's taking out random people just for watching the video. So no, um, but I think that was interesting that you mentioned sympathizing with her because I also felt the same way that like she was horribly mistreated. Mm-hmm. And how could things have been if, like this is like I said, like a dark version of an X Men take. Um, but I was probably a little generous with my acting score. I gave it a four. I said they were great. Uh, yeah, it's probably a soft four. I'll, I'll eat my own. Ah, uh, and there it so, is. Yeah. We've come full circle. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I, I was feeling a little generous, but they did a nice job. I think <clears throat> what stood out to me was, uh, the husband. Hiroyuki Sonata was the actor. Yes. But I also remember him from John Wick 4. That's what I was. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And he's fantastic. But Chris, yeah, so, go go ahead. I don't have a whole lot more to say on the acting. <laughs> well, real quick, well, I mean, this goes to stories, so I don't want to go off topic too much. But you said um something. Well, I just had that scene where uh the the wife uh, or the woman Riku, she's holding Sadaku in the well, and we talked about parallels. And she gives Sadaku more like comfort and care in this movie than she does her own son Yoichi, which I think is interesting mm-hmm. to think about. But anyways, I gave acting yeah, good. four. Um, I don't think I mean it's a soft <clears throat> four. I agree. Not to keep being repetitive, but um, I don't know. There weren't really bad performances, so nothing took away from the movie i do think um sadaku's performances like the the minimal one she has especially as crawling out of the tv i think that was pretty cool and creepy and great um and then i think the kid actor yoichi too i don't know his name but uh he was pretty good for child actor standards especially like in the 90s um yeah so i i liked him and then yeah the the husband uh ryuji yeah he's uh I kept thinking of John Wick four, and I think he's also in Bullet Train. <laughs> he's the he's yes, the, he is. Like, oh yeah, he is Asian guy in <clears throat> Bullet Train. So he just has that persona to him. So I couldn't help but kind of borrow that from those movies and imagine him in this situation at points. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I I also could not separate him from this heroic like action hero. But yeah, anyways. Jumping in, let's go into the direction. Will do. Um, so yeah, uh, I gave this one a three out of five. Yeah, um, like I said, with the story, I think mostly it was just, um, and I don't know how much of this had to do with me actually knowing the story and knowing what happens. Um, I, th- I, it was just, I think the direction was fine. I just think there was a few more dry moments than I remember from the story, and. Again, just creative choices with the story that I didn't care for as much and kind of slowed the pace down a little bit for me. 
Um, I don't want I don't want this to sound like I hated the direction because I didn't like I enjoyed the movie. Uh, but I I think the where others one, are generous, <clears throat> you're a little stingy on your scores. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I don't want you all to think I like <laughs> yeah, movies at all. Yeah, exactly. You guys need to be balanced out. That's all I'm doing here. We're, okay, we are here to provide balance. <laughs> That's the whole point of this. As show. all things should be. Uh, yeah, I think uh, let's get into the ending a little bit because, like I said, I I thought the ending was interesting. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I just appreciated that it was different um than most horror movies tend to be i kind of like that it's a little bit of a uh i like i like the moral tale of the ending uh it's kind of its own thing i feel like compared to most of the rest of the movie and so i appreciate that but i think i think the biggest thing is there's just a couple of things with the direction where you kind of have to take a leap of faith and just like help and just be like okay like i i think that can happen for whatever reason like some of the supernatural elements was just kind of like ah, you know what things are just kind of happening um and like you said i think we didn't need every detail of the story but like me i i think i could have i could have uh dug a little bit more info on like the backstory of um sadaku and kind of what went on there and maybe that's just me wanting more from that part of the story and then cutting out some of the other parts that i didn't care for as much like i would have probably liked less of the uh wife husband dynamic uh throughout the movie i could have lived without that um i could have lived with a little bit less of the son even because even then i feel like his time on screen wasn't always utilized the best um because i didn't I, i feel like his moment you know, where he watches the movie at the end, um, didn't really hit and have the impact that I, that they were going for really. Um, and so it's more like these little nitpicks that just kind of add up at the end where it's like, I don't, it's not bad. I just think, I think I would, I would have liked some other things. I would have liked a different execution of the entire story. And like I said, the ending is different. I don't love it. Uh, I don't hate it at all. It's different and I can appreciate that, but I, it's, it's kind of like, okay, that's an interesting way to go about it. And again, it would have been nice to maybe get some more details. It's like, well, why is this the way it is? Because it's very it's very specific. Um, it's not long enough. We can say spoilers, right? Yeah. It's okay. For over so like the years. whole copying the <laughs> copying the video and then showing it to someone else thing, like, why does it have to be a copy? You know, like if it was just show someone else it, then I mean, we're taking a. I mean, that reminds me then of um, it follows, where it's like, okay, it's like an STD. Then you just gotta like pass it along and whatever. But like, it's specifically, like, oh, you gotta make a copy of it. It's like interesting. Yeah, this time you don't have to share bodily fluids. Yeah, exactly. So it's interesting. And again, don't hate it, don't love it. So I think I just kind of land just because the nitpicks kind of add up a little bit. And again, I'm just kind of picky uh, sometimes with movies and. But again, it's a solid three. Like, I still think the movie is decent. Maybe it feels a little long, um, not quite the hour and a half that it is originally. Um, but it's still solid for the most part. I, this is still a good time. Okay. I gave it a four. Uh, and like I said earlier, for me, the editing and the direction <clears throat> went hand in hand a lot with this film from the tightening of the shots at the beginning uh to i noticed that there were really basically two types of shots used we had static very still camera work and then every now and then you would have movement from the camera and that was it and it was pretty well balanced between those two and i thought they were used appropriately and used well usually to create suspense at the appropriate moment um I didn't think it was perfectly directed, but I would also. It reminded me like a slightly better X-Files episode. Mm. That's a good comparison. And that's a lot like how the story unfolded and it was just longer and just a little bit better than the early 90s TV production, obviously. But it gave me those vibes and it gave me like, this would have been the best episode of X-Files ever, mm. but <laughs> that's, yeah, that's my direction on it. I give it a four. Yeah, I give it a four as well. And uh, I don't have a whole lot to add. I'm not as, I mentioned this earlier, I'm not as like fluent in a lot of like specific film stuff. Um, but I thought the cinematography is pretty good. I think there's a lot of beautiful scenes um kind of in the silence that we mentioned periodically through this um there's apartment scenes that i think are just 
I don't know, just the way that everything's set up. Um, it's very like peaceful, but it's like unsettlingly peaceful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was going to say something else, but yeah, it's probably a soft four. I'd maybe give it a three kind of after hearing what you guys had to say. Um, it just, there wasn't anything super, there was nothing that stood out to me that was bad directing. So it, it didn't take away at all. Um, yeah. And, and I, I mentioned this with story and plot, but I thought it was pretty well paced in terms of, um, by the time it got to the end, I never really, I, I didn't think there were too many slow moments, but I, I do have an affinity for a lot of the relationship stuff that Bryce said he wasn't the biggest fan of. Um, so yeah, no, I give it a yeah. four. Solid, solid. All right, jumping into the if factor now. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, you was be this your birth year? Yes, this was my birth year. Correct. That's why you scored it a four, not a five. Yes, correct. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, it, it has a little bit more of my personal influence um, probably than I care to admit on it. But yeah, it, I gave it a four out of five and I could easily see it being a five out of five. Um, I think you'd be hard pressed to find anyone who gives it less than a four. Let's we can all probably agree on that. Right. Um, yeah, this yeah. movie is definitely one of the those horror movies that you you, you eventually see. Uh, I mean, it spawned the American version, which was pretty successful, if I'm not mistaken. Um, some people even say it's just as good, if not a little better, um, depending on who you ask, I would say. But this is no just coming. <laughs> no coming at all. Uh, yeah, but this is one of those foreign films that is definitely hailed as one of the better films to come out of Japan um, and have a lot of influence on the horror movies that were made here in America, especially the ripoff. But yeah, you'd be hard pressed to find anyone say that's less than a four. I simply gave it a four, though, because um, I think when it stacks up to all the other horror movies have come out from that point and beforehand i just don't think it quite quite hits that um legendary status necessarily like when i'm talking horror movies this is not probably one of the first movies that ever comes up for me and i don't even think about it until someone says it probably and i don't want that to sound like a knock on the movie itself i just think it has a it has its place um in the horror genre but it's still one of those movies like, yeah, you have to watch The Ring at some point. In fact, you should watch both of The Rings and then compare the two and see um, see how Japanese how this Japanese culture within this movie influenced American horror in the early 2000s and so on. Because I think there's a lot of stuff you take from this movie and it definitely had a huge influence on how horror was made in America. Yeah, that's why I gave it a five. Um <clears throat> I I forgot how old I was. The American one came out when I was 12. I think I said say you're about 12 or 13, probably. Yeah. And it was huge. I remember it being everywhere. I remember without even seeing the movie being creeped out that I would accidentally watch a video that would get me killed. Um, (laughs) Like, I remember this having a huge impact in my childhood and I, mm. I didn't even see the movie because I wasn't allowed to watch stuff. Anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's why I grow, grew up and made up for all of it. Um, but yeah, it was easy five for me. And I think mm. this movie also ushered in the wave of American remakes. Totally. This yeah. followed by the grudge followed, you know, this kind of kicked it all off. And to me, that's, that's a five out of five on the impact. Yeah, I gave it a five as well. And just going off what you just said, I don't have the numbers, but um, I don't have any numbers. I don't know. What I, said, but, uh, <laughs> I don't have a numbers guy or anything next to me. But um, the Ring 2002, I just read it had like a 250 million dollar box office, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. For, for... at the time, it's probably mm-hmm. the biggest, first biggest horror movie of the 2000s. So there mm. could have been massive influence on all of those like Texas Chainsaw remakes in the early 2000s or the mid yeah. early 2000s. Yeah, totally. Halloween remake in 2007. I mean, those are different genres of horror, obviously, but uh, The Ring may have very much, the American Ring uh, very may, eh, very well may have attributed to that. Um, That's a fair point. So yeah, I gave it a five. I think there's kind of three pillars to it. One, I didn't know before. I kind of was just reading Wikipedia, but so this i think the ring i guess this movie kind of sparked this japanese horror renaissance in japan which Mm. like i said i wasn't aware of before reading it on wikipedia but um i guess that's a thing and we mentioned it follows earlier i mean this 
genre idea of like a cursed object, like being passed down person to person and killing people. I mean, it exists and it follows. Um, there's a bunch of movies, I think, but uh, also Smile 2021. Oh my gosh. Smile. Fantastic film. Yeah. But Fantastic. Isn't similar, isn't it? Kind of like something's. Yeah. No, following. it's. Yeah. Because you watch uh, the person commit suicide and then um, you're cursed with that creek uh, demon, basically. Yeah. Um, so if you think about that, that's so similar to this story. And um, I don't know if Ring 1998 was the first of that, but it at all- least made. Well, I was going to say also Talk to Me recently just came out, and that's basically the same concept as well. Oh, yeah, that's a fantastic movie. Yeah, um, it is. It's so, good. yeah, I think from a, <laughs> a film like, uh, influence perspective, I think this movie definitely laid the groundwork for some really good 2010s horror. Um, yeah, so I give it a five. I think it's it's very important, but I do understand the point. I mean, it wouldn't be your average American, at least, horror movie person isn't probably going to have seen the Japanese ring. Absolutely. Um, yeah, totally so right. You do kind of have to like give it to someone, but for the most part, um, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's an important movie. So I don't know how accurate these numbers are, but for Ringu, the budget was, it says it was estimated to be just over a million dollars and the gross worldwide was 59,000. So I don't know how accurate that number is. That feels really low, but it also came out in at the end of January. So not really peak movie going season either. Um, I guess that would on the Wikipedia page for it. I haven't. I mean, I hits Wikipedia and I haven't fact checked this, but it says yeah, a budget of about one and a half million. Yeah, and this the Wikipedia says a box office of twenty million. Okay, I don't okay. know. Well, and then the uh, American, that feels better than a couple thousand. Yeah, no, that feels way better. Uh, but the American version had it says it was estimated to be a budget of forty eight million, and the gross worldwide was just under two hundred and fifty million dollars. So that's yeah, I'm seeing that too. That is bank. <laughs> so the other thing that since you mentioned you're on the Wikipedia, and I thought this was really fascinating and didn't know until <clears> I also looked it up. Uh, was that in Japan they released this and the sequel at the same time? Oh, I wow! That today too, actually. Yeah, which I so have, I have not seen the sequel. I have not seen Spiral. No, I I didn't even know Spiral existed until I'd seen that page because I'd always heard of Ring Two, which I thought was the sequel, and kind of is. But now Spiral is also the sequel, so I don't know what kind of world I'm diving into on these obscure sequels. But I yeah, thought the I thought Spiral, I thought Spiral was a mediocre Saw franchise film. I didn't. Know. <laughs> was it Chris Rock? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I didn't know. I didn't know Spiral existed. First of all, and then I also just thought the marketing decision to release a movie and its sequel at the same time was very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's dive into entertainment. How entertained were you by The Ring? Thank you for asking, Tim. You did ask this time. I did ask um, that time. So I gave it a 7 out of 10. Um, again, I'll point back to I just watched the American version, I think not even a year ago. Um, and... Uh, even upon rewatching this and finding out that it's basically a copy and paste, I was still thoroughly enjoyed with it. Um, I still think it holds up really well. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much more rewatchability it has for me necessarily after seeing both of them. Now Uh, you could probably throw either of them on and I'll, I'll passively watch it in the background uh, without a problem at all. But yeah, I was still thoroughly entertained. The story still hits really well. Uh, You still are, you're still uh, drawn in by the mystery of the whole thing and the horror is still entertaining you know not tons of useless there's almost actually no useless jump scares in it it's a lot more environmental um and like i said specifically the tape um is a lot a lot more showing than there is um just straight up like jump scaring you and stuff so i think it's gen very entertaining um and you should definitely have some fun with it I gave it an eight out of 10 on entertainment value. I was highly entertained by it. Having never seen the American one or this one, just kind of knowing about it. Um, I was waiting for that crawling out of the TV scene, the entire movie, and it did not (laughs) disappoint when it came. Um, Yeah, it's, it's definitely for lack of better term. It's a dry film. 
Mm. It is one that I know we've talked about it already, but it does kind of require you to be present and be watching, especially for Americans who don't speak Japanese. You're not going <laughs> to understand it. You're going to be having to watch the subtitles, but it's not something you just throw on in the background. It is one that kind of demands your attention. And I think it is because it also has that slightly deeper message about the, about the, uh, Sadako got it Uh, (laughs) (laughs) about her mistreatment Um, I don't think I would go on go ahead and turn it on again immediately but I did want to go back and rewatch it to pick up on some other things that I missed so because of that it's an 8 out of 10 I had a great time watching it and definitely will watch it again and recommended it to my brother and sister like you got to watch this movie mm-hmm. and watch the original. So eight out of 10 for me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, to wrap it all up, I, uh, I gave it a 10. Um, this goes back to me, just movies that I enjoy. I really enjoy it. I have probably have a million tens. Um, <laughs> That's I, a good thing. That is a good thing. Not a bad thing. Yeah, if you saw my letterbox, it's like a million fives <laughs> and then like a bunch, like a handful of like two. <clears throat> Yeah, no, I, I, I love the movie. I think it's very nuanced. It's very subtle or um, there's great tension. I think it's well paced. I like a lot of the show not tell stuff that we've talked about. Um, and for me, there is some rewatchability and a lot of the layers. I don't think you pick up on everything the first watch, at least, especially with a lot of the story going on in the background with Sadako and like her, her just backstory and everything. I feel like you could piece a lot of it together. Um, Especially, I mean, when you know what happens, but um, just with further rewatches. So I do think there are some layers there. And we even mentioned, you know, some parallel between Yoichi, the kid, and Sadaku, the demon kid. Um, So that could be something upon a rewatch to pay attention to. and You might uncover something. So I love the movie. I think it's great. Um, There's actually a 4K collector's edition. I don't know if you guys collect movies. What? It comes out in like six days. Hold on. I ordered it on Amazon and it arrives in a week. (laughs) It looks pretty pretty cool. So it might be worth looking into. Is that an arrow arrow video? Um, That's what I I pulled up to. This kind of looks dope though. Not going to lie. It looks really cool. And I, I, this was after you guys talked to me, I think, or this was before I ordered it. Um, so I was kind of hoping I'd have it. No, this looks dope. I, I definitely, that's definitely, uh, that's going to be in the cards, See, maybe. The problem is, once I started <laughs> collecting arrow videos, I would just like go nuts. And that's why I have to confirm all purchases with my wife. She's better uh, with money than I was. I would spend every last penny on collector's editions of all of these movies. <laughs> so, yeah, it's dangerous. <laughs> it's quite dangerous. All right, so that brings us final to our scores. final scores and final thoughts here. Um, I'll kick us off here and Ramp stop talking. Up. But um, So my final score comes out to a 33 out of 50, which is good if I'm not mistaken. Um, and that, that lines up about how I feel about this movie overall. Um, so I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about the American one and this because this is where it really will matter more than anything. So I actually did enjoy the American one. Um, I think it handles some things better than this one does but i still don't think that this one's bad at all i think it's just two very different films um when it comes to the direction and how they went about it and obviously editing um that's a big one and you have to take into account like the american version did come out in 2002 compared to 1998 so obviously there are some um steps forward that they can take creatively that they couldn't quite do in 98 um yeah, I think both of them are great films or are good films overall. I kind of left this uh, Ringu the same way I kind of left the ring where it's like, oh, that was interesting. I didn't quite see it going that way because uh, I remember when I first watched it, I did not expect the thriller aspect of the movie. And so it kind of caught me off guard and made me a little uneasy at first because I was expecting more of a full fleshed horror movie. So going into Ringu, it was actually easier to watch the movie because I knew what I was getting into with that. Um, which made it arguably even a little bit more enjoyable compared to when I first watched the American version. But overall, I think they're both good movies. I think you should watch them both and compare the two. Um, yeah, I, I think these are definitely in that group, like we said, in that group of 
if you're a horror movie fan, you've seen The Ring, and so we don't have to tell you to go watch it. We, you've seen The Ring and Ringu, but if you haven't yet, you should go see both of them because they're both pretty good movies overall. So being a horror movie fan, I'm embarrassed to admit that I had never seen The Ring or Ringu, but <laughs> I'm glad that I have. Uh, my final score was 41, which puts it in the amazing category. Uh, so 41 out of 50. I And I do think it's an amazing film. I do think it has... It was tastefully done uh, yeah. from pacing to direction to uh, i mentioned the silence earlier i think it was tastefully done artfully done very skilled uh but i do think it's kind of one of those legacy horror films that everybody should see at least once so and you can make the argument for whether the person should see the american one or the original one i'm gonna be the person that says you should watch the original one because it inspired the american one absolutely um yeah i think it should be added to everybody's list if you haven't seen it for sure definitely check it out but i think it's i know it's already been said but it's one of those important horror films Chris, your final thoughts? Um, yeah, so mine tallied up to 44 out of 50, so that falls into Amazing as well, I assume. Um, yes. I don't know if there's anything better than Amazing, but... Uh, uh, perfect, perfect is 49 and 50. <laughs> okay, well, unfortunately, I might have been entertained to a 10, but I, it's, I don't think it's perfect. Um, you know, I think the movie's great. Uh, amazing. I love it. I could rewatch it a lot. Um, and I think the cultural significance is something super important with it and something i didn't talk about then is this movie came out in 98 and i think the blair witch project came out in 99 and oh. these, i don't know how i don't know how hmm. big the the japanese ring was in america at in 98 99 but i know it was big in japan but it's true they're great they're great turning of century films they're kind of like okay computer and kid a of radiohead's discography i don't know if you guys are big into music but (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) they kind of like cap off a century of horror which was mostly slashers in the 80s and 90s and yeah really paved the way for you know a whole new century of horror which is what we've been living for the past two decades and i really do think ringu had influence on that just as much well not just as much as the blair witch project but i definitely think um, those two stand side by side uh, at the turn of the century. So I ultimately love this movie and uh, I, I recommend it to anybody that hasn't seen it. It's very valuable. Like those are great points there at the end um, that combined with, we have not been reading their scores, but both Bryce's wife and my wife provided final scores. They were 33. Oh, that's Bryce. Uh, 35 for my wife and then 31 for Megan. That brings our total to 37 out of 50 for the average rounded up uh 36.8 to 37 out of 50 which makes it a great watch for social settings so i think it gave you a pretty healthy diverse opinions on this film and 37 out of 50 is a pretty great watch for you're getting a party together for halloween this might be a good option Definitely a good Halloween movie, that's for sure. All right. So does that cover everything we need to say about this, guys? Chris, you want to plug your stuff one more time? Uh, yeah, I'll just do it briefly. I mean, I think yeah. I, I take the most pride in my Instagram. Like I said, I kind of discovered it last year, and I've had a lot of fun with it. Um, it's at black.christmas, so C-H-R-I-S-M-A-S. Uh, and I just post a lot of horror movie content for the most part. Some books I try to... Um, I actually made the account with the intent of doing like a bookstagram type account, but I ended up watching more movies than reading books. So it kind of just naturally <laughs> evolved. Um, and I did release uh, my debut horror novel last September, The Haunt of Dawn Tall. Um, as I said earlier, it's kind of like a Scooby-Doo, rated our Scooby-Doo episode. Pretty fast paced, pretty short. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, that's all linked in my uh, profile. Awesome. So if you're catching us for this first episode of 13 Nights of Halloween, go give Chris a follow. Uh, we've got 12 more nights of this coming up. Ooh, baby. A list of movies is posted to our Instagram. If you missed the announcement, the podcast is now available on just about every platform you can think of. If we missed one, let us know. All right. But we're now on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify, YouTube, all that. So go give us a follow. 
Let's go watch that and go ahead and review that as well. All right. Thanks for joining us today, Chris. Hopefully you're willing to do it again in the future. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, definitely interested in movies. So um, a lot of my friends hate me for it. So any setting where I can <laughs> I can talk with other movie nerds, I uh, I enjoy it. <laughs> oh, I I relate to that statement. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why this podcast started. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, I don't feel like you guys are hating the conversation, waiting for me to leave or shut up. So it's it's I enjoy it. Oh no, awesome. we we tell you that after the podcast turns off. So don't worry, it's okay, coming. I can't, I can't wait. <laughs> all right, cool. we'll see you all tomorrow with night two of Thirteen Nights of Halloween. Yes, sir. See ya. <laughs>